0: So let me just refresh you. Tonight we're covering four things. We're covering this evening is talking about whom shall we try to help? Whom shall we try to help? And we're covering the law of circulation. Whom shall we try to help? Nothing can be hidden, and a man's foe is in his own household. All right. So let's let's deal with the law of circulation and that. Was the first reading by Sister Cheryl in Matthew 10, 5 to 8. Now, the law says, freely you receive and freely you give. Freely you receive and freely you give. When the law of circulation is retarded, when you receive and you're not giving back, when you receive and you're not allowing the wisdom that God points to you to flow, when you're receiving, but you're not sharing what you're receiving, you're not giving it back, then the law of circulation is retarded. It's stagnated, and you get a, it doesn't go anywhere. It's like a pool of water. When, you, when your wisdom is flowing, when you receive and you go, you're like a river. Yeah, like a brook just floating, and the river when it's floating, it's always clean because it's always it's always floating and cleansing itself. But when it's stagnated, then it, there is no flow, it's, it's like a retardation. So when you give, that is when you receive more and you grow. It is only as we allow the divine current to flow through us, on and out that we really express life you cannot express life by hoarding you express life by giving and living it when we allow the divine current to flow through us on and out that is when we express life we are living the law of giving and receiving is definite No. This philosopher tells us to be aware of holding on to too much good in our hands. Now because of the unity underlining all life, no man, no man lives entirely unto himself. It is impossible because there is a unity. That underlines all life. We all belong to one source. There is one God. There is one power. There is one wisdom. There is one energy. Individualized, yes. So because of this unity underlining all life, no man lives entirely unto himself. But through himself, he lives unto the whole. Which whole embodies all other lives. Therefore, he that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life shall find it. When a man's thoughts rest entirely upon himself, and I'm using man here, but you could use it to think about yourself. When a man's thoughts rest entirely upon himself, he becomes abnormal and unhappy somebody who thinks only about themselves could never be happy and they are abnormal when a man thoughts rest entirely upon himself he becomes abnormal and unhappy but when he gave of himself with enthusiasm to any legitimate person losing himself in the thing which he is doing, he becomes normal and happy. Let me tell you something. One time in the church where we are, they have a program called Regeneration. It's like a soup kitchen where they feed the homeless and so on. And the, our church, St. Zoe Parish Church uh, did a, um a take over the kitchen for one month where we help out, prepare the meals and serve the people and clean up and we work for a month and even though those women have to leave there, those nurses, they get up early, they come to the, <laughs> they come to the kitchen. They, they They take the instructions of the chef they they do all what it is they have to do. they prepare the food, they serve the people they clean up, and everybody had a smile on their faces. Everybody was giving of themselves freely, and you know what when they went to work, they wasn't even tired, and they're leaving they are going to work, and they're not tired. law of giving and receiving is definite. Because of the unity underlying all life, no man lives entirely unto himself, but through himself he lives unto the whole, which whole embodies all other life. Therefore, he that findeth his life shall lose, it, and he that loses his life shall find it. When a man's thought rests entirely upon himself, he becomes abnormal. If you are, if you so absorb in yourself, take up with your own issues, absorb in your problems, the world is against you. da-da-da, da da da, da da da. You becomes abnormal, and you will be unhappy. But when you give up yourself with enthusiasm to any legitimate purpose, any legitimate purpose, when you give up yourself freely, losing yourself in the thing which he is doing, he becomes normal and happy. Only as much life enters into us can we conceive and we conceive of life in the larger sense only when there is a complete abandonment to it. Let the one who is sad, depressed, unhappy find some kind of purpose into which he may pour his whole being and he will find a new inflow of life of which he has never dreamed. You have to live. You can't be selfish and miserable. You have to live with enthusiasm and joy. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own way and live, for crying out loud. Live! Whom shall we try to help? Now Jesus in Matthew 10 and around 11 to 13 Jesus is talking to us here and I want you to hear what Jesus is saying. But Jesus was wise in the ways of the world as well as in heavenly wisdom and he counseled his followers against attempting to help people whom wish no help. Not everybody want help. So Jesus is cautioning us, even though we see that they have need of help, but if they don't want it, Jesus is cautioning his disciples, don't help them if they don't want your help. Leave them alone. And this is what he said. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, now you see the thing that we get mixed up here. Hey, 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 the thing that mixes up here, when we say we come into a house, we think we coming into a building. It's a metaphor for your mind. When you come into a house, salute it. You're not saluting the house, you're saluting the person. you salute saluting the person. So you salute the house. And if the house be worthy, if the person be worthy, let your peace come upon them. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return unto you. Are you hearing me, people of God?" People do not always receive their messages, and when this happens, there should be no controversy. If they don't want it, there should be no controversy, none, no argument, and no sense of disturbance but an abiding in the conviction of the ultimate acceptance of truth by all. You know what is true. Know it in your heart and rest. And they should let their peace return unto themselves and go calmly on their way. Let your peace return unto you undisturbed, no prejudice, non-combative, but certain of yourself, certain of yourself, certain of the truth upon which you stand. Let your truth return unto you. Uncombative. No prejudice. Don't fight with anybody. But let your peace return unto you, please. Many of you leave your peace out there to people to trample upon it and then you get all hurt. Take your peace back from me please wash your hands of it wash your hands and take your peace back if forever you are called upon to defend your fate if they are called upon to defend their fate would some things happen They should remember that the spirit indwelling their lives will put into their mouths the very words which should be spoken. You don't worry about a thing. It is not you. Get yourself out of the way the indwelling Christ will do the work. If you are called to defend your faith, don't get angry. Just remember that the Spirit indwelling your lives will put into your mouths the very words which you should speak. The great teacher said, for it is not you that speak, but the Spirit of your Father will speak it in you, Matthew 10 and 20. Never forget that there is an indwelling spirit which knows. I want you to remember this in a bit, please. Many of you, uh, as you grow more more in, in spiritual things, as you get more enlightened, people will gravitate towards you. I don't want you to be damaged. I don't want you to be hurt. I don't want you to feel anyhow. Trust the Holy Spirit to guide you out. Know that you have an indwelling Christ. Remember Matthew 10 and 20. For it is not you that speak, but the Father, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. Never forget there is an indwelling Spirit which knows. So don't be worried. Don't be afraid. I remember one time I was at a function. It was supposed to be a happy time. Um, I can tell you, Ralph's uncle invited us over to his house. Uh, his Ralph's uncle used to like to cook a whole bunch of food, and his wife liked to bake, and she would bake a whole bunch of stuff. So we went over to his house. So, um, Ra- Pastor boy's brother is a vegetarian and he said no, he's, uh, he's a little full of himself but I don't get sex with people who full of themselves I just say that is what they need at this time to feel good about themselves once they don't, it's like a crutch or like a, a, a child with a blanket once they no longer need that, they will discard it but right now they need that so let them have it I let people have their crutches because everybody lean on not everybody but he full of himself and that's what he need some people grow out of it some don't but he needs a crutch so I let him have his crutch so he came to me and he said this he said Gloria how do you deal with the fact that the Bible said that um you shouldn't eat uh, pork and you eat pork or something like that and you eat pork because uh, uh, Ralph's uncle cooked a whole bunch of uh, sauce and I like it uh, that's uh, prickles prick feet and I was eating it so he said how no you didn't see me eat it I didn't eat any but I I like it whether I eat or not I like it and he said how do you back when the Bible said no, that you shouldn't eat pork. no, clearly, he is taking the Bible, the scripture and the word of God as a, as a bedtime story. He's not understanding what it is. He, he doesn't understand what he read. And he hit me that. And as he hit me that, you know what the Holy Ghost, I don't know where it comes from. Father God says, I just said, there's a scripture in Luke I don't even know if it was Luke, but this will come out of my mouth. I think it's Luke though. I said there's a scripture in Luke where Jesus is saying, it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him, it's what comes out. And I said the scripture went on to say, it goes into your mouth and into your intestine and then it comes out, and I can't remember the word they used, but more or less it comes out into the toilet. What goes into your mouth, that's what's happened to it. It goes into your stomach. and. The intestine and it come out into the soil. It has no basis. It has no value to you as a human. It has no it has nothing to do with you as a person. It doesn't defi- it doesn't defile you. You say, but it's what comes out. And the scripture calls it what you vomit out. That's what defiles you. What comes out. So it's not what goes in because what goes in your mouth, what you put in your mouth is food It goes in your stomach and your stomach has nine times more acid than a lime so it grinds up that food and that thing goes into the toilet it does not define you it has nothing to do with who you are as a human being now if you don't like a thing that is fine, you don't like a thing you choose not to eat that or you choose not to eat that, very good nothing wrong with that but when you start to say, but God say this and God said that Jesus said it's not what you put in your mouth that defiles you it's what comes out and that is a scripture I quote him, and he shut right up and he never tell me he was ready for argument. he was ready to have a long physiological discussion or some kind of something and my God my God is so sweet once you trust God you don't have to worry as people bring nonsense to your boom. Father God just hit them right back and, I move, and we move on people have the right to choose what they like, what they don't like what they want to eat and what they don't want to eat but that has nothing to do with God that is your choice like for Lent, in Lentil season the Catholic religion will not eat meat they eat on Fridays they will eat only fish that is good, that's a choice But that doesn't, that has nothing to do with spirituality. That's a choice you make. And if for some reason by doing, making those choices that make you feel good about yourself and put you in a good place um, emotionally, then knock, go for it. Knock yourself out. It's, It's working for you. But it's working for you as an individual, it's not a generalized rule. So when he hit me with that, I, and Father God just hit them right. I don't know where that come from. It just come out boom. So, well, what I'm saying here. So, what I'm saying, <laughs> let me get back to the word. You're not here to help everybody. If when you try to help them, they refuse, take back your peace and go. And if you're called upon to defend, to defend your faith, know that God, the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Christ, the indwelling Spirit will put the right words in your mouth, will tell you what it is you're supposed to say. You don't have to worry about if you're smart enough. You have to worry about being eloquent. It's not you. It has zip all to do with you. Get your head out of it. Stop, just stop picking up yourself. When it's time, the Holy Spirit will put the appropriate words in your mouth and you will do what is right. Alright, I want to talk about nothing is hidden because we think we could say all kind of bad things and we don't reap the consequences of it. And I'm telling you right now to stop it. Stop trying to make yourself any kind of martyr. Martyr stop trying to belittle yourself in the hope you're only belittling yourself in the hope that somebody will lift you up stop it stop that nonsense because you are self damaging yourself in saying we say nothing is hidden that's what luke 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 uh prophetess angela read in luke one to three it says nothing is hidden there's nothing covered in saying there's nothing covered that sh- that shall not be revealed and hidden that shall not be known. This is what Jesus is saying. There's nothing covered shall not be revealed and nothing high that should not be known. Jesus was referring to the mind that knows. The mind that knows is not that somebody's going to go and say these things. It's the fact that you saying it to yourself. And if you're saying it to yourself, the law that inside of you will express it outside of you. So Jesus was referring to the mind that knows, to the all seeing eye from which nothing is concealed. The ears that hear everything, the eternal mind that knows all things, and the law of cause and effect bring everything to pass in due time. Stop saying bad things stop trying to make yourself big stop the pity party stop it because you will experience it don't be saying these things about yourself even if they come just say to yourself stop it I am better than that when these stupid talk because you've been inundated with with negativity people been telling you things so you believe the nonsense this is, stop it, I am better than that. Stop it, I am better than that. Because if you say these things to yourself, there is a law of cause and effect that brings everything to pass in due time. And you can't blame somebody for the experiences that you have, and what nonsense have you been feeding yourself for? start loving yourself start feeding yourself with some goodness and some truth and you know experiences outside of you you will start to see a more harmonious effect outside of you, a more harmonious connection and let me tell you a secret, let me tell you a secret if there is some nasty, wicked person in your life who you can't get rid of I guarantee you, you change the way you think and they will move. Because they will not be able to stand in your presence. They will move. If it's somebody in your work environment, don't worry. You just maintain your course. They will move. Or God will move you to a greater, grander place. And when you move, it's always something bigger, always something better. Because we go from glory to glory. So don't worry about what is outside of you. You just maintain what you feed in yourself. And be happy. Above all, be happy. Now, a man's foes is in his own household. We saw that in Matthew 10. 34 to 36, and a man foes shall be of his own household. There are no enemies external to your own mind. There are, I want you to dwell on it, whether you believe me or not. Well, not me. Whether you believe what Jesus is trying to tell you or not. Whether you find it hard to to grasp or not. Because this is a difficult thing to grasp. But I want you to ponder upon it. Write it down. There are no enemies external to our mind. There are no enemies external to our mind. There is This is one of the most difficult problems to understand. And simple as it sounds, it penetrates the depths of creative causation. Nothing can happen to us Unless it happens through us. That which we refuse to accept to us cannot be. That which you refuse to accept to us it cannot be. And that which to us is cannot help but become a reality in our lives. That's why we mustn't be so gullible to grasp every nonsense that's passing about. That's why we must, we must, we must know the truth. And that's why we must be bold. And that's why we must have a strong conviction. That's why we must know exactly who we are. And so that we're not easily swayed by people's opinions and what people say and what that one says. What does God say in you? Nothing can happen to us. It happens through us. That which refuse to accept to us cannot be. And that which to us is cannot help become a reality in our lives. But someone will say, I did not conceive of this evil which can come upon me. It was not in my mind. The question then arise, can any particular evil be real to one if you refuse to entertain it in his thoughts? Come on now! Can it be real to you if you refuse to entertain it in your thoughts? It cannot! It's only as you entertain it and you believe it that it's real to you! So you could put all kind of philosophy to this if you want. But if you believe it, it is real to you. Can any particular evil be real to one if he refuses to entertain it in his thoughts? All right. Hear this now. My son, when he was in Detroit, he called, all concerned. He was away on some, um, a job, but he was living in, Detroit, he was living in Michigan at the time. And he called all concerned, mom, there's a scam that's going about that calling and asking for money that say that, you know, um, we have your husband and you have to send your money for your jail because your husband is in jail. And, and you, when you send this money, it's, it's a scam, la, 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 la. We have your husband in jail and if you don't send this money, we won't be able the sheriff won't let him out, la, 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 la. la, la. So, so my son, Jason, is a sweetheart. So all concern, calling me and saying, mom, um, this, this, this scam going about, so he wanted to alert me to what going about because they call his father-in-law with this thing. I said, "Jason, if somebody call and tell me that that they, uh, they want $10,000 for Pastor Boys, I will tell him, keep him." I <laughs> say, okay, "I will tell him, keep him. Just keep him. You want $10,000? Keep him. It's all right. Just keep him." So Mom, you're not taking this thing seriously. Of course I'm not taking. So, and Ralph right there by me, killing himself, laughing. I did not believe the nonsense. I did, and Ralph said, that's right. And uh, killing himself, laughing. I did not believe the nonsense. I see right through it. But for some reason, I don't know how it was told to him, Jason ready to interpret this and think that these things can happen and therefore it but if you want to believe those things can happen you know what they will definitely happen to you so i say if they want to take ralph let them knock themselves out and have no ten thousand dollars to give anybody let them keep him and ralph is right here hear me answer him i'm killing himself laughing so what i'm saying is If you do not conceive of the evil which can come upon me, that which we refuse to accept to us cannot be, and that which to us is cannot help but become a reality in our lives. But someone will say, I did not conceive of, the, of this evil which come upon me. It was not in my mind. The question then arises, can any particular evil be real? one, if he refuses to entertain it in his thought, I refuse to entertain No, of course, it's all nonsense. We see through the scam artists try to rob people of their hard earned money all the time. It happens all the time. I see right through it. But but, what I'm saying, if you believe that, then you will get caught up in that nonsense. The answer must forever be, it cannot If you refuse to entertain it in your thought, therefore it cannot. This is one of those hard saying, which is, it is difficult to understand. But the principle involved is plain. If we can divorce our lives from the thought of evil, from receptivity to it, if we can bring our mentality to a place where it no longer conceives evil, then evil cannot exist for us. The proof of this doctrine remains for individual conviction through experience. But it is well worth trying. So try not to be so gullible. Try not to believe all these nonsense that's going about. Try to stick to the truth. Try to, to maintain a life of peace and love and learn to trust the Holy Spirit. Learn to trust the indwelling Christ. And don't put your mind over God. Let God work in and through you. God bless you. I hope this was a blessing to you. Amen. I hope you get something from this. Watch all you try to help people. Jesus said, salute the house if you find it worthy. Salute the person's mind if you find it worthy. And let your peace come upon it. Let your peace come upon it. Let the presence of God come upon it. Come upon the person. Peace be to you. But if they be not worthy. Let your peace return to you please. Don't fret. Don't quarrel. No nothing. Just rest in your truth and your conviction. And move on. Move on. God bless you so. God bless you so.